Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Heals nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put in their Lululemons and take a yoga class while drinking a green juice. If you experience any of these symptoms, text your priest immediately. All right, welcome Food Heals Nation. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm Allison Melody. What is a hormetic stressor and how can it help our bodies feel younger, look better, and even kill cancer cells? That is what my guest, returning champ, your favorite, my favorite, Dr. Stephen Cabral, is back to discuss on today's episode of Food Heals. You remember Dr. Cabral's story. He developed his passion for health and wellness after going through severe health complications at the age of only 17 years old. He saw over 50 different doctors, tried over 100 different treatment protocols, but he saw no hope of recovery. It wasn't until he met an alternative health doctor who explained to him how he got here and how he could actually become well again by rebalancing his body that he began his recovery process. It was at this young age that he knew his life would be dedicated to helping others rebalance their bodies and renew their health. Now, we've told this story on the podcast before, so if you're a newer listener, go all the way back. It's episode 186, and you can hear that original interview with Dr. Stephen Cabral, 186 episode of Food Heals. Of course, you can always check out his show, The Cabral Concept, wherever you get your podcasts, and you can get all his top recommended supplements at equi.life, that is E-Q-U-I dot L-I-F-E, equi.life, and use the coupon code food heals and you'll save 10% off your order. And there are some July specials. So July 11th to July 17th, use coupon code food heals 10 for the Equilife summer sale. You'll get 10% off and 25% off select products. So go to the website to find out what those products are. Then on the 18th to the 24th of July, the summer sale continues. Use the discount code food heals 10 to get 10% off plus 25% off select products plus free domestic shipping. Thanks so much, Dr. Cabral. Next up, Dr. Cabral's top three tips to turn back the clock. Roll it, Roxy. The Food Heals Podcast starts now. All right, Food Heals Nation, please welcome Dr. Stephen Cabral back to the show. He needs no introduction. He's a regular around here. And Dr. Cabral, today you wanted to talk about three things that we can do to feel and look younger, better, healthier, and increase our longevity. What you got? So what I wanted to do was look at I think three factors that most of us can begin to incorporate to a greater degree that are going to help with the anti-aging and longevity-based process. So yes, you can do them when you're in your 20s, but they actually work so much better when you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, and beyond. And if you can only do three, I like to just choose these particular ones. Uh, They're low-cost options. For most of them, they're essentially free. And I want to also help people from the beginner stage to the intermediate to the advanced. Because when you see a lot of these topics talked about, whether it's on Instagram or different people's podcasts, they always give you the advanced stage. 
And then people try that and it's way too much and they exhaust their bodies and they're like, I'll never do that again. So I don't want people to start there. Exactly. Right. And then it's creating this feeling where you might feel like a failure or you might want to give up and never try something again because you went too hard. And it's like you can start simple and actually reap incredible health benefits from some of these things, these hermetic stressors that I'm really excited to have you on to talk about today. 100%. So the first one is hot and cold therapy. So probably heard about saunas before, infrared saunas, cold plunges, etc. So here's the thing. When you do them, you see the you know, the gurus online on Instagram, and they set it to the lowest possible setting for a cold plunge at 39 degrees. That is <laughs> absolutely almost freezing. It's absolutely frigid. It is a shock to your body. And a lot of yes. times, why are people setting it to 39 degrees? Okay, they're setting it to 39 degrees because they feel like they're showing off, right? They're just saying like, let me set it to the lowest possible temperature, show no feeling whatsoever as I just slide into this cold plunge, you know? They're That's doing it. it for the gram. <laughs> That's exactly right. You know, maybe they set it to 39, took a photo of it and then set it back up to like, you know, 55 degrees and then got into it. So um, I always recommend just, and again, you can eventually get there. You can, but you want to start at like 56 degrees. 56 degree water is cold. I go to Maine in the summer, it's like 58 degrees. That is cold ocean water. And remember, mm -hmm. you're gonna be in that for three to five minutes. So you don't need to go oh more God. than three to five minutes because again, some people say, I'm gonna stay in it for 20 minutes. That is not the goal. Like it's, it's actually not healthy for you because what I wanna talk about with these three items here today, they're all called hermetic stressors. So the reason why they work so well for anti-aging and longevity and overall health and energy is because they're a stressor on the body. Now they're mm -hmm. a stressor on the body, but what happens is your body then has to react by getting stronger, by actually rejuvenating the cells. And they're called heat shock proteins, HSPs. They were originally looked at with heat, but they were found that, oh, it also is the same thing with cold and with a few other things that I'll be talking about here today. So um, these heat shock proteins, what they do is they actually start to change the mitochondria. So you get more mitochondria, mitochondrial biogenesis. This means you build more mitochondria in your cells. Well, if you build more mitochondria, you could produce something called more or ATP, adenosine triphosphate. What does that mean? It means you can produce more energy when stressed. So you start to produce more energy and you begin to neutralize more inflammation. And the way you do that is that with these heat shock proteins, they can actually neutralize free radicals in the body. So they can neutralize mm -hmm. the things that actually, one of the reasons why we age, so there's one of eight. So one of the reasons we know is free radicals. So it actually helps improve our own antioxidant capacity. So without taking more B vitamins or vitamin C, et cetera, you can actually improve your own antioxidant potential. Another interesting thing that I found about um, heat shock proteins, whether it's sauna or cold, and I'll, I'll give you my recommendation in just a moment, is that okay. people that did sauna or cold plunge before having surgery healed faster. And the reason they did is they were able to neutralize excess inflammation and boost their own rejuvenation and healing capacity, which I thought was tremendous. So fascinating. So if you know that you're going in for any type of surgery or have to have it, by doing this for four to six weeks ahead of time, and we're not talking about a lot of days a week, you're going to get tremendous benefits. So uh, I'm a huge fan. I'm, I'm actually more of a fan of sauna than I am cold. And the reason is it's much more approachable. 
and there's more detoxification benefits. So when you sweat, you've been, it's been shown that you're going to sweat out heavy metals, you're going to sweat out mold, you're going to sweat out all sorts of different toxins through your skin. And your body's very happy with you when you do that because it takes stress off your liver and kidneys. And so let me ask you this. I did um, with our mutual friend, Leslie Durso, who uh, I think she co-hosted the second episode you were ever on oh, that yes, we did in yeah. person. Yeah, in LA. So she's the vegan chef at the Four Seasons Punta Mita. And so we went, I don't know, a couple years ago. And in the sauna or in the, excuse me, in the spa, they have the cold plunge. And then they have a medium plunge and then they have a hot plunge. So you can go from, I don't know the temperature, but it's freezing cold plunge to like hot tub level, hot water, or there's a warm one in between. Is that as effective as going in the sauna? Do we sweat in, in the hot water in the same way or how is that different? Yeah, that's a great question. And you will. Yes. So, and that's, I would say it's, uh, this is not, of course, dangerous uh, to do, but you can de- get yourself depleted of electrolytes, namely sodium, and dehydrated while in a hot tub, which people don't realize. They realize it when they're in a sauna because they can see themselves sweating, yeah. but they don't realize it in a hot tub. So you just you want to just take that into account. There's no problem with doing a 10 to 20-minute hot tub. Like that's That's totally fine. And my recommendations are actually no more than 20 minutes uh, for the most part for most people in a dry sauna, a finished sauna. Those are the ones that are at like 180 degrees. They're very, very hot. And then an infrared sauna is typically 120 to 140 degrees. So it's it's much cooler. You're still going to sweat, but you want to be in that for about 40 minutes. So about double the time. The infrared sauna is better at removing heavy metals, but a regular sauna is better at increasing heat shock protein. So there's benefits to both. And we talked about the cold plunge, which is just three minutes. It's great for beginners. Okay. So how does someone find out a place to do this? Like, um, I know that there are a lot of spas now that do this, but what do you recommend for people that want to do this at home? Can they make an ice bath in their bathtub? Yeah, that's a great question. And actually, I didn't answer your your question. Going from hot to cold is a bit more advanced. So, but it's great. So if you're going in Feels great. (laughs) Absolutely. So you're basically dramatically moving the heat. So let's say that you get in the cold plunge. Okay, all the heat's being pulled back deeper into the core. And then when you get into the sauna, it's being, your blood's now pushed back to the periphery. And then it goes back and forth, back and forth. So you're literally pumping the lymphatic system and the blood in and out. It's, it's remarkable for the cells and tissue. So really, really great. Definitely more advanced. Um, you, if you get lightheaded at any point, you should stop. Don't push through it. And never, especially as a beginner, never put your head under the water in a cold plunge. And always do a cold plunge with someone else present because you can pass out from the cold. It does happen. Oh God. So just want to be careful. It, it does happen. And so, especially if you're, if you don't know how to do the breathing techniques to relax your sympathetic nervous system. So this is why too, a sauna is just much easier for most people. Um, okay. And then you're, you're sorry. What was your question? Um, where to find a sauna and or a place to cold plunge? Yeah. So the good news is that these, this is becoming more popular. So I know, um, in different locations, like around Boston or in Florida or California, like there's a bunch where else do I travel to Texas? If you're near the cities, you can get a package of saunas for like 10 to $15 per sauna. And oftentimes the cold plunge isn't as popular yet, 
but you can definitely place, find places that do cold plunges. Again, if you're new to both of these, I would first start with the sauna and then you can work up to the cold plunge. It's very expensive to purchase these. That's the downside right now. Um, an infrared sauna is going to be starting at, at least, a, it's going to be about $1,000. There's a few pop-up ones that are, that are less expensive. Um, and then the cold plunges are, are many thousands of dollars. But like you just mentioned, if you don't, if you don't mind getting it ready, well, then you can do a cold plunge right at your own home just by getting bags of ice and filling up your bathtub. You just don't want to reuse it because what happens is, especially if you're sweating first, the bacteria builds up in the water. Yeah. I was thinking like you reabsorb the toxins or something. Cause I used to do, cause I had the tent in LA. I had the, the infrared tent. So I would sit there with sweat and watch Netflix. It was only a couple, couple hundred bucks, not as advanced as, you know, the big ones with the doors that are thousands, but, um, I had that tent and then I would do that and then do a cold, cold bath. And I wouldn't like, I didn't fill it with total ice. I would just do a cold bath. Cause like, I was just like, I think this is doing something, but you know, I'm not a pro here. Um, but I didn't want to get back in the bath if I went and sweated again, because I was like, I think this is going to reabsorb or put it, I didn't know if it was going to come back into me. So I was a little nervous about that. That's a perfect way to do it. You can just use cold water, especially when you're first starting out. It's the goal is not to go into the coldest bath possible or the hottest sauna possible. That's not the goal. The goal is you're providing a stressor on your body and you just don't want to overdo it because too much stress then it wears down your body. It's actually causes more aging because you become more catabolic. So you just mm. want what is a stress for you at this moment. And then a few months from now, sure, it'll get easier. Now to answer your question about the toxins in the body, you're right, you're sweating out the toxins. So what you can do is when you get, if you're going back and forth and you only need about three rounds to five rounds maximum going back and forth, is that you'd use a towel, you'd towel off, and then you could get in your cold bath. Okay, yeah, And that yeah, will take the gotcha. toxins right off you. That makes sense. Okay. And then what about like, um, on this topic, before we go to the next, um, fun anti-aging hack or whatever, what about, um, hydrotherapy? I think it's called when you do, when you're in the shower, you just switch from hot to cold water. Yeah. So I did a, a whole show on this. What is the most beneficial? You have cryotherapy, which yes. is you're getting in a, essentially a, a chamber with really cold air, like negative 270 degrees. And then there is the option of going in your shower for a cold shower, contrast shower, which would be hot for 30 seconds, cold for 30 seconds. There's all sorts of different contrast methods. And then there's a cold bath. And so out of those three cold, which one gave you the best results? The, the one that gave ex, um, exponentially better results than anything was the cold bath. And the reason is that you're completely submerged except for your head. Then the shower was came in second and the cryo... The anti-inflammatory benefits were there, but nowhere near the other two. And one mm -hmm. of the reasons why people feel so good after doing cryo is they produce a massive amount of norepinephrine because their body is getting into the fight or flight response, sympathetic nervous system, when they're exposed to that extreme cold. And so it energizes them with adrenaline. They get filled with adrenaline and they, they it's basically like taking a shot of espresso. Oh, I did not know that. I do feel really good after cryo. I did it recently. When I was in Florida, after I was in a, um, I was hit by a bike in Tulum, and I was doing cryo to help heal the, the injury, and I mean, it felt so good. I really thought it was helping me heal. Well, there are benefits to it. It's just nowhere near as great as a cold bath. Wow. Okay, that's so interesting. So you can stay home and just do it yourself. Okay, good to know. Yep, absolutely. But whatever, uh, whatever way people get it done, that's how I always like to say, like whatever works for you that you'll actually do and use, that's what you should do. Okay. So that is tip number one. What is tip number two? 
So tip number two is fasting. Most people have heard by now about intermittent fasting, but it is one of the three ways that we know for sure leads to anti-aging and looking younger if, just like the others that I'm going to talk about here today, not overdone. So in our culture, whatever is good, more must be better. And that is not the case. So the goal of fasting is what works with your body. That's always, that's always the, the goal that you should be aiming for. So you want to know why am I fasting? So you could fast to lower blood sugar levels. You could fast to lose body fat. You could fast to improve autophagy, which is detoxification and removing cancer cells from the body, all of these different benefits. But especially, again, for a lot of the women listeners, if you fast too many hours in the morning, and you are under stress, you are most likely going to be lowering your thyroid, lowering your metabolism, and hurting your overall neurotransmitter-based production, meaning like your GABA, your serotonin over time. And we see this just based on, again, clinical lab testing. We have something called the, the mind, mood, and neurotransmitters test that actually looks at this. The stress, mood, and metabolism test that looks at cortisol levels. We see cortisol levels start to plummet in the morning and go higher at night. So women are getting worse sleep, lower metabolism, lower thyroid by overly stressing their body. So the goal is a daily intermittent fast, and then you can do a longer one, maybe once a week or once a quarter. Uh, I'm so in trouble here because I'm the one that fasts in the morning, even when she's stressed, because I feel like it makes me more productive later in the day. So we have to to look at the reason why that is. Is it because when you eat, you get a little bit of fatigue or when you, what is the reason why you feel you're more productive later in the day? I think, and I'm not exactly sure, but I think when you have a lot on your mind and then you have to go figure out how to get in the kitchen and make yourself a healthy meal at the same time as you're stressed, I'd rather just skip it <laughs> and be productive because also my body's not having to go into massive digestion mode. And so I have more energy. So I don't discount any of that. And I don't disagree with it. This is, this is how we, cause oh, I mean, I would say that 80% of our wellness clients are very much like yourself. You're busy. You've got a lot to do. There's a lot going on. And so like, I don't want to stop and make breakfast. So this is what we do. You get the most intermittent fasting benefits on a daily basis between 12 and 16 hours. Okay. But after that, people are like, well, I need to fast 16. There is no magic number at 16. That, that has just been passed around, you know, online. You mean 12 starting the night before. It's not like you wake up and then you don't eat for 12 hours. Exactly correct. Yeah, exactly. I just want to clarify. Okay. So what we want to say is the 12 hours begins after dinner. And so the biggest benefit that we've seen with improving hormones, growth hormone, deep sleep, REM sleep, and fat burning is actually stopping eating three to four hours before bed. It's the biggest tip that I can give people. So if you stop yep. at six o'clock at night, and again, let's say you go up Friday night. All right, well, not Friday night, but like, what about the other nights? If you stop at six or whatever time you can do, and you don't eat till six in the morning. Well, it's already 12 hours. So most people can go from six at night to eight in the morning and then have breakfast. And then the trouble becomes, well, so that's 14 hours. So then you're saying, okay, well, but now what am I going to do for breakfast? The easiest thing for most people to do over and over and over, we found in our practice, is that you're just going to make a smoothie in the morning, a smoothie bowl. You're going to make it light, easy to digest, but it can have carbs, fat, and protein 
to give your body just a slow release of nutrition. You can drink that smoothie over an hour while you're doing everything else because since it doesn't take a lot of energy for digestion, you don't necessarily need to get into that deep parasympathetic sympathetic rest and relax based mode. Yes. Okay. That is what I do. I do do the smoothie. So this is perfect. That counts. I'm feeling better. <laughs> and then the, the big autophagy benefits. So people say, well, I want to get the full autophagy benefits, which is basically like cellular cleanup and getting rid of cancer cells, all that. <clears throat> Excuse me. So they really start at 24 hours. So once you've got down your intermittent fasting, once a week, and again, this might seem, when I say, oh, you're going to fast for 24 hours, that might seem like you're fasting all day. But here's what you're doing. You're stopping eating dinner the night before. Like I typically do it on a Monday because my Mondays are super busy. So, okay, I stop eating at six o'clock at night. And then I'm just doing water or, you know, I have a, I have a podcast called The One Day Reset Diet that goes into the details. But you can just do water if you want, herbal teas. It's more of a relaxed day, so you can choose that day. And then you have dinner that next night. So for me, I can sit down to have dinner with my family that night and I get a full 24 hours of fasting, which gets me deeper than into those detoxification benefits. And this is a really nice way to get all of the benefits you want for longevity, anti-aging, but not extending it every single day, but getting one day deep once a week. Uh, and it doesn't have to be every Monday or every once a week. It can be, let's say, three out of four weeks out of a month combined with your daily intermittent fast. What do you think about, it was uh, Dr. Michael Greger who did the book, How Not to Diet, studied all the research um, about dieting and what actually you know leads to sustainable weight loss. And one of the things that he found, which I think does go in alignment with what you said about stopping eating at least four hours before you go to go to sleep, is that fasting did not have the same, when it comes to weight loss specifically, fasting does not have the same effects if you are fasting during the day and not fasting in the evening. So his point was, it still will have those good autophagy effects. However, it will not have the weight loss effects if you're still eating at night. So if you shift your fasting window, so you're doing, let's say lunch to lunch or something like that, that is what results in weight loss when it comes to fasting. What are your thoughts on that? Let me just because I, I didn't see that, and I think he's oh, I think he's great. I think he actually goes by the science, which is always nice to see. Um, but did he say skip dinner, skip breakfast? I didn't. I don't think that I caught that exactly. What you said? Okay. So what I mean is, and I am you know paraphrasing from something I read a long time ago. So please forgive me. But the point was, if your fasting window was let's say all day and then you were eating at night you weren't getting the weight loss benefits but if your fasting window began earlier in the evening so let's say you stopped eating at three or four rather than seven or eight or whatever it might be that's when you would see the results in weight loss does that make sense yeah so i'm i'm in a hundred percent agreement with him so okay. we and again i have i always say this but i have no dog in the race i honestly sure, do sure. not care like what proves out to be true. But we have to also keep in mind that we have 6,000 years of Ayurvedic science and research. We have 3,000 mm -hmm. years of traditional Chinese medicine. They've all said the same thing. Modern day science is already just proving what we've learned from our ancestors. And it's, it's amazing. So if you want to lose weight, yeah, you stop eating. Or, or it always went like this. Breakfast, normal meal, easy to digest. A lot of times it was soup. It was something easy to digest. Uh, I shouldn't say soup, but it was fruit. It was it was different things that you could easily forge. Your lunch okay. would be a little bit later, and that would be your biggest meal of the day. And dinner would be soup. Supper comes from soup, easy to digest. That's liquid. It's in and out of your body easily. You don't need to use all that energy. And then you go to bed, 
and, and people don't like to hear, but you go to bed like a little hungry. And believe it or not, when you look at your numbers, if you use a BioStrap or running WhoopStrap, you know, whatever you're using, you will see dramatically improved heart rate variability, deep sleep, and REM sleep. So you do that for a week, you can prove it to yourself how beneficial it is. So yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement with him. That's what I see. If you're going to... A lot of people skipping breakfast. Honestly, if you want the biggest benefits all around, you would skip dinner. But in our culture, we don't skip dinner because that's kind of when we commune, right? We get together with our partner, family, whatever it might be. And, and so I don't skip dinner either, but I will tell you that's where the major benefit is. Yeah. And I do feel so much better in the morning when I wake up and I've eaten light or skipped dinner or had a really late lunch or had a dinner, a lunch dinner, as my friend calls yes. it. Um, I feel so much better. So the proof is right there. Whether I'm measuring anything or not, I feel better. I'm not bloated. I don't feel as tired or as chronic fatigued. And so that's the proof to me. Now, I'm not going to skip an amazing dinner with friends, but if I'm alone or just doing something low key, I'm going to eat a lot less because I know I'm going to feel a lot better. 100%. I'll sometimes just do a second smoothie at dinner like I'll, yeah. or I'll, like I'll do something light. Like let's say we're on the run. We got our, our daughter's dinner and my wife and I are like, we're really going to cook dinner again? No, we're not. Like we'll just do something light. And when I look at my sleep numbers, I mean, they're they're just great. So people can people can always verify for themselves. And but it is a huge tip, and um, one that I think is is very very powerful. The other one I'll just say for weight loss is they found that doing one or two lower calorie days a week gave people the same amount of weight loss as many other programs. So basically, like just dinner or just um, breakfast, like one of those days, just one meal is they found that that was more sustainable. So people can eat normally five days a week. And if they did two down days, like low calorie days, 500 calories, they actually saw that those people were able to stick to it because it was just simpler. Like it was just easy. So I just try to give people easier diets. Like don't eat between six and eight. So six at night to eight in the morning, then have three meals, eight, let's say 1231 and somewhere around five o'clock, 530 at night. And even if you ate the same, you'd still be in better health. Yes. I love this. This is how I eat and I do feel the benefits and I know when I'm off and when I'm off, I feel different and it's so obvious and it happens pretty quickly when you start to shift. So this is great advice. hundred percent. Yeah. Food Heals Nation, if you know me or you've been listening to this show for a little while, you know that I pride myself on being powered by plants. I even made a film called Powered by Plants. But did you know that not all plants are created equally? We've heard, and you've heard on the show, fruits and vegetables contain vitamins and minerals that we need for a healthy life. But have you guys heard of adaptogens? Adaptogens are herbs and mushrooms that literally help you adapt to the stress in your life. They balance your hormones. They promote a great state of calmness. They help you get back into that homeostasis. Your body's always striving for homeostasis. Homeostasis is that perfect balance and the adaptogens help you get there faster. Organifi, our sponsor of today's show, specializes in creating delicious superfood blends powered by these adaptogens. All you have to do is add a scoop to a glass of water or plant-based milk and enjoy more balanced energy throughout your day. So you know that I take my Organifi throughout the day. I take the greens, I take the reds, I take the gold at night, um, I take the glow. I love them all. And this is an exciting time where you can try them at 40% off right now, okay? Between July 12th and July 14th, 
you can get 20% off your, using your discount code FOODHEALS and you get free shipping on all orders over $250. And I'm not even done yet. If you buy original green juice, you can save 40% on Glow and on Harmony. The Glow is that delicious raspberry lemonade. It is the vegan collagen that gets you gorgeous from the inside out. And the Harmony, that's my chocolate milk, y'all. Okay. I mix that with a little bit of Oatly chocolate oat milk and I die. It is chocolate milk from childhood without the crap, right? It's actually good for you chocolate milk. So all you have to do is go to OrganifiShop.com slash FoodHeals. You will see the 40% off right there on that page. Add a canister of green juice to your cart and then choose if you'd like to save on Glow, which is the skincare superfood blend for summer or the hormone balancing power of Harmony. Here's the amazing part. You can grab as many as six canisters of Glow and Harmony and take 40% off each one. So, you know, why not grab them both, right? The savings can be mixed and matched between these blends as well. So again, OrganifiShop.com slash FoodHeals, coupon code FoodHeals will get you 20% off plus free shipping on all orders over $250 plus save 40% on Glow and Harmony when you purchase the green juice. That is an amazing discount. Thank you, Organifi, Food Heals Nation. Take advantage. Enjoy. Okay, so we did the first two ways to look and feel younger. What is the third? I'm so excited. The third one is one that everybody knows that they should be doing, but most people don't want to do it. Oh, God. (laughs) And that is exercising. So, okay, I love working out. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> all right, good. So for the majority of the population, though, only 13% of the U.S. population exercises. So it's a small number. And really? that is weight training and cardio, yes. And, okay. you know, if we think about it, though, I mean, it, honestly, like, let's say, because, you know, we live in, like, major cities. But let's just say we're not in a major city. We're about, major cities, about one out of three. So about 33% of the population works out. Um, but... In not major cities, like you, if you walked around and be like, hey, one out of 10 people, I'd say that's about right. About like well, hmm. 1.3 out of 10 people uh, exercise on a regular basis. That means multiple days per week. And the thing is, though, we've, I think we've been brought up and, and taught in this culture that we exercise to somehow transform our body or look a certain way. And, and that's where we have to get a little bit away from. Right. Because, yes, it will do that. But exercising is actually first and foremost for your health. So when you lift weights, and honestly, it's only two to three days a week maximum, that's all that you need, you get a different hermetic stress in your body, not dissimilar to those heat shock proteins that we spoke about before, which also there's the same benefit from fasting. All of these things are doing the same thing. Fasting, weight training, hot, cold, they are all called hermetic stressors. They cause damage essentially in the body. And that damage then or I shouldn't say it is damage, but that stress on the body, breaking down muscle tissue, same with fasting, breaking down different bacteria, proteins in the body, same with the um, hot cold, is that your body then, if you don't overdo it, so again, there's always the overdoing it. If you don't overdo it, then your body builds back stronger. And when it builds back stronger, then you get the internal benefits as well as the external. So you literally begin to age younger. And we know that because we can look at labs now that show us our biological age versus our chronological age. 
So we can say, okay, this person's 45 years old, but they have a biological age of 27. Or I have people in my practice, 88 years old, biological age of 62. Dramatically different, right? So we all know, we all know, I'm sure 80 year olds, 70 year olds that, I mean, it's someone like in their like late 40s, early 50s. But I also right. know people in their late 40s, early 50s that may as well be in their 70s. Like it's just, exactly. it's just a different way of living, different way of treating the body. So I don't want to get too deep into a person's weight workout and cardio, but there's two different forms of exercise. There is sprinting, high intensity interval training, boot camps, weights. Those are great. That's anaerobic two to three days a week, but we've okay. forgotten about cardio. And I know for the first decade of my career, I was kind of like pushing cardio to the side, not really recommending it because you can get a lot of the same benefits from just doing some interval-based training. The problem okay. is when you look at cardio and you're, you're unbiased about the research, there is tremendous benefit from cardiovascular, which is aerobic work that you can't get from anaerobic weight training. So if you want the heart-based benefits, the lung-based benefits, you want the improvement in telomeres, which is the lengthening of the DNA, uh, on the end, end tips of the DNA, that comes from cardiovascular. Cardiovascular is also better at lowering glucose back to baseline um, for individuals who are having imbalanced blood sugar. So big, big fan of uh, weights and cardio. And what I would say is, again, if you're just starting out, aim for every other day, even if it's just Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Just start 20 minutes of weights, 20 minutes of cardio. Maybe your cardio is just walking, but work up to 10,000 steps a day. And, and that just, that alone has been shown to decrease all cause mortality. It's, it's tremendous. Yeah. I do think, I remember I learned a lot about this when the Fitbit came out, we all had one, we were all competing against each other. And back then I was in film production. So I would be, um, if I was on set or if I'd went to the gym, I would get in my 10,000 steps. But the days that I was just editing or sitting in, in the edit bay, I didn't get 20 steps. Like it was just like unfathomable. So I realized like, oh, I need to take this seriously. So that was um, an interesting experiment. I don't have the Fitbit anymore, but I'm just more conscious um, because of that experience. Um, but I like this and I appreciate what you're saying because I think you know, I think a lot of people, because another reason that I have disliked exercise in the past is because I think there was a time where I believed that exercise had to be so hard that I was going to die every time that I would dread it because I would see stars. I used to pass out when I would run. I passed out in soccer in high school, like just things like that. And so I passed, I almost passed out in hot yoga. So there were these, these misconceptions that I believed and I bought into these lies that if I wasn't working myself to death, I wasn't actually working out. And now I have a completely different view of it. And I work out intuitively. I work out until the muscle is fatigued and then I move on to the next and I'm okay with that. And I'm not working towards, and if you're working towards a goal, good for you. I'm not currently working towards a goal. I do it because it feels good every day to move my body. And some days are harder than others. And some days are 20 minutes and some days are an hour and a half. And it's intuitive to how I'm feeling. And I feel like once I've figured that out and became okay with it and stopped judging myself, oh, you're not working hard enough. You're not doing Barry's boot camp. I was like, no, but I feel good. I look good. I'm happy. That's all it's about for me. 100%. And that's the way that it should be. I mean, most people are not getting the sleep, nutrition, like meditation, all of the recovery things to be able to even deal with a, a Barry's boot camp. Like it's just, it's just too much in the body. 
So if, <laughs> and I always say this, like there's things, there's recommendations that we may do or give when we're in our twenties that we're not giving anymore when people get into their late thirties, forties and beyond. Like you've, you've had a lot more life. You've had a lot more living. And what you want to do is provide a stressor to your body. And just like you talked about some days, the stress can be greater. Got a great night's sleep ate well the day before, stopped your eating later at night, feeling good. Okay. Maybe a little bit more of a workout here. And and that's a great way to go about it. That's exactly what I do. It's so intuitive. It's so based on, did I eat well yesterday or am I hungover? Did I get enough <laughs> sleep or did I stay up too late working? Like it really does make all the difference in the world. And then I think it's, it helps with the balance of everything. I, I think once I shifted that mindset and I have, I still have a lot of friends who are very, um, I don't know what the word is, but strategic about, well, today's leg day and I have to beat this thing from last time. And I'm like, I don't, <laughs> and I'm so happy about that. I, I always look at consistency. You know, it's whatever is going to work for that person in the long run without also injuring them. Yeah. So I just see that most, like, I'm glad that CrossFit switched up a lot of their style because it's not sustainable. Like I didn't, I don't know very many people who are doing CrossFit three years later. It's just yeah. so hard on the body, but now they have different classes in different ways that it's just can be a good workout. You don't need to absolutely destroy yourself every single time you go to the gym. Cause again, you're going to be exhausted. You're going to be run down and you're going to be worse for the wear. I mean, that's just the way that it is. So I always recommend for beginners, leave a day off in between for recovery. And uh, then as you get more advanced, you can maybe do two days on one day off. And then when you've been doing this for a while, okay, that's when you might go five, six days a week, uh, but always there's at least one recovery day in there. Okay, perfect. These are awesome tips. Can you repeat one thing that you said for me? Because I need to be able to tell people this. What did you say about the fact that exercise actually does make you younger? How do I translate that to people I know? I need everyone to know this. <laughs> so with exercise, there's two main ways with weight training and anaerobic-based exercise, the body is breaks down. So it actually breaks down tissue. It causes it to have to rebuild stronger, more fit, more ATP, more energy. And at the same exact time, it's building up more mitochondria. So because you put more stress in the body, the body says, well, if this is how it's going to be, we're going to make the body stronger and more fit. So now it's building more mitochondria, which produces more energy you feel better, but also mitochondria helps balance the overall inflammation in your body. The last part, which I didn't mention is it causes something called apoptosis. It actually starts to destroy weak cells. So your body mm. inside of each cell has something called, it's just a process called apoptosis. And when the cell becomes weak or defective, or maybe even a cancer cell, it's, it's programmed cell death. So that's a natural part of the body. So the body stays healthy and young. Well, weight training can actually help with that. Now, cardio, the other side, it improves your overall health and vascular system. So that's really important. It oxygenates everything, which is better for balancing uh, homeostasis in the body. And it increases what's called telomere length. So it increases mm. the end points or end tips of the DNA, which helps with DNA replication. Because you get older, the DNA doesn't replicate as well. And then we have more health issues with disease and aging. So all of these things come along with exercise. Oh my gosh. I love this so much. And it also helps sometimes to have a reason 
Because if you're like, well, I don't have a goal. I don't know what I want to do. Do I want to build muscle? Do I want to lose weight? Well, your reason is exactly what Dr. Cabral just said, all the health benefits that you're going to get just for showing up for yourself. So that's why do something fun. Do something you enjoy. I mean, that's really what it is. And if you just hate going to the gym or hate whatever, you don't have to go to the gym, first of all. You can set up your own home workout area with bands, adjustable dumbbells, whatever you'd like. But try to do it with a partner. And so the days that you don't really enjoy doing it, well, they're going to show up they're going to make you do it. And the days that they don't want to, you'll be there for them. So I always find that that's, uh, that's a really nice way to do it as well. Oh, absolutely. All right. So before we wrap up, just tell everyone a little bit about what you do and how you can help people when they want to work with someone in functional medicine. How do they get in touch with you and how do you help them? So the main website is stephencabral.com and it's Stephen with a PH. And that's where I do a daily podcast each day trying to teach an individual topic and just make it really digestible, but always with actionable-based items. So I always hear online a lot of people saying, you know, essentially the sky is falling, everything is bad, all this, all that. Well, okay. So if you're going to state that, what can we do about it? So I always want to give you actionable-based tips. And then when people are ready and they would like to take the next step, we do at-home lab testing. So it's the ultimate way to figure out your hormone levels, vitamin levels, mineral levels, omega-3s, toxicities, any gut testing, anything you could think about, you're able to now look inside of your body. So before something goes wrong, or even if it is something wrong, you can find the underlying root causes. And when you know the underlying root causes, which are deficiencies in certain nutrients and toxicities such as heavy metals or candida overgrowth or bacterial overgrowth in the gut, then you can begin to remove the toxicities and replace those deficiencies. And that's how we help people with the healing-based process. So wherever people are at in their journey, we are happy to help them along. Yes. And you're my go-to and I send everyone to your podcast to get their questions answered. So thank you so much for the work that you do. And I absolutely loved this conversation today. And I know Food Heals Nation will too. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right, Food Heals Nation. Thanks so much for listening to that interview with Dr. Stephen Cabral. It's always a pleasure to have him here. And if you're interested in any of his nutritional products, or if you want to take some tests to see where you are, do some functional medicine testing, it's all over at equi.life. E-Q-U-I dot L-I-F-E. And if you're like, Allie, you talk about so many supplements. How do I know what is best for me? This is where Dr. Stephen Cabral's supplements really come into play, as well as his functional medicine testing. So there's so much that you can do on your own. So you can go to stephencabral.com slash labs, and you can see all of the different options that you can test for, like food sensitivity tests, candida metabolic and vitamins tests, gut bacteria and parasite stool tests, stress, mood, and metabolism tests minerals and metals tests. So the list goes on and on. So you can go to equi.life or stephencabral.com slash labs, and you'll see the test. You'll see the supplements. Okay. So what you want to do is add to your cart what you think you need. Use the coupon code foodheals10 in order to save that 10%. Now, let me share a story with you if you're like, well, how do I know what I need? Well, look at what's going on in your life. All right. Maybe you are bloating two to three hours after a meal. That could be a sign of candida or SIBO. So what's going on is even if you're eating the healthiest salads, the healthiest fruits and vegetables, even if you've done a food allergy or food sensitivity test and you're not eating those foods that you're sensitive to or allergic to, and you're like, 
Here I am eating really well and I'm still uncomfortable and bloated. Here, here's what could be going on. What's happening is once the food that you eat is reaching your small intestine, the overgrowth of yeast and bacteria begins to feed off of that food. I know it's so gross, right? And that causes gas as a byproduct, okay? I know it's disgusting, but that's why we take these tests and then we take the supplements to detox and get rid of these little critters, okay? That's what's causing bloating in your small intestine and that's why it's so important to focus on rebalancing the gut so you can have optimal digestion, so you can not bloat every time you eat, which will lead you to have more energy and better health. So if you're thinking, oh my gosh, this sounds like me, I think I have candida or I think I have a bacteria overgrowth, you can test right from home using the Candida Metabolic and Vitamins Test, which again is at stephencabral.com slash labs. Here's another example. Dr. Cabral has run thousands of omega-3 inflammation at-home lab taps, and it's become very clear that the average person is not getting adequate levels of omega-3s. So when your ratio of omega-6s to omega-3s is very high, it's a sign of high levels of inflammation. And The diet that we eat every day, the standard American diet, is really heavily overly saturated with omega-6s and not enough omega-3s. So that's leading to really high levels of inflammation within our bodies and ultimately creating disease within our bodies. So most likely, unless you're paying attention, you're probably not getting adequate levels of omega-3s in your diet. So that's another test that you can get at stephencabral.com slash omega dash test. And again, use the coupon code, you get food heals 10, 10% off your order. Or here's another example. Maybe you're not getting enough vitamin D. 42% of people are deficient in vitamin D and about 80% are functionally deficient. If you haven't tested your vitamin D levels, it's really easy to do from home so you can know your exact number, and then you can begin to use supplements and increase your sun exposure to bring those levels up to optimal levels. So you can test your vitamin D at home using the vitamin D test at stephencabral.com slash D dash test. So those are just a few of the things you can test. I always recommend doing a food allergy and food sensitivity test. So get your testing on and then you'll have a comprehensive look at what you're deficient in, what you need to supplement, and then you can go get your supplements with that full knowledge of what your body needs. That's why I love the work that Dr. Stephen Cabral does at equi.life and stephencabral.com. All right, Food Heal Station, lots of great stuff coming up. Hope you're having a beautiful July. I will see you next time. Food Heals Nation. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to actually start using their $39.99 a month gym membership. If you experience any of these symptoms, Snapchat your trainer immediately.